Hey folks, hope this episode finds you in a great state of mind as we get ready for the holiday season. And I hope you enjoy this episode of the Keep It To Yourself podcast. It's our 7th annual holiday shit fest. However, I do have a bit of a disclaimer or apology or something along those lines that I'd like to impart before we get on with the show. I use a different app than usual for the first half of this episode. So you're not going to hear, unfortunately, the whole thing when I record with Adam Parada, Joe Bruno, and Don Benway. It is loud for sure, but there could be some stuff that would be garbled or unintelligible, and also a cutout too right in the middle of the whole thing. Then again, we didn't exactly capture some comedy gold. So there's that, I guess. But the rest of the episode is intact. And with that, we will start the proceedings right now. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the episode. And of course, happy holidays from all of us in Kitty Pod Land, also known as the Rolling Hills of Saratoga County, New York. All right, on with the show. Ho, ho, ho. Those who don't listen to the Keep It To Yourself podcast are automatically on the naughty list and can do bad sand imitations as well. Don't make me send the Krampus after you. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. This is a Kitty Pod production. The Keep It To Yourself podcast is recorded on the ancestral lands of both the Mohawk and Mohican tribes. This episode is recorded by a live human being who will be talking to another live human being for the benefit of other live human beings. You're welcome. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! From Television City in Hollywood. Hey, man! Welcome to episode number 202 of the Keep It To Yourself podcast, the holliest and jolliest and most above average podcast ever to hit your ear holes, and our last episode of the year 2023. My name, of course, and as always, is Jason Bullitt, getting ready to come down your chimney ear holes, if such things exist. The regulator, innovator, dominator, creator, a theta, plus the imitator, assassinator, baby. I demand the hour to remember the power. Demand the hour? Woo! Too sweet to be sour, Jack. They call me Mr. Tibbs. I'm your prion. That's right, it's me, Smokey Bear. Hang on, baby Jesus, this is gonna get bumpy. Gosh, what a neat guy. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. Baby, baby. And I'm coming to you once again from the rolling and not yet anyway snow-covered hills of Saratoga County, New York. As I mentioned just moments ago, it's our last episode of the year 2023. And you know what that means. It's our 7th annual Holiday Shit Fest. 
to close out the year. And hopefully it's not going to be a two-parter like last year was. But just the same, we're playing some tropes for the holiday season, you know, familiarity and sameness and same old stuff year on year. Well, here we are, slaves to fashion. I got two of my old friends back for one more go-around, Adam Parada and Joe Bruno. They'll be joining us to talk all things holidays. And given that this is the seventh annual, oh boy, <laughs> I think we hit the bomb of the well. We came up with some real zingers last year, or the last two. So those are going to be tough acts to follow, both of them. But in any event, that's what we're going to be dealing with this week. And here's hoping it's a great holiday season for you. Uh, you're in a good place mentally, physically, as we get to the end of the year. And Christmas and New Year's and Kwanzaa and all that sort of thing. All right, I'm just rambling at this point. So let me just get to the social media and then we'll get on with the show proper. You can follow this podcast on Instagram at Keep It To Yourself Podcast. There's the Facebook page, facebook.com slash K-I-T-Y-S podcast. And also the world's loneliest email, K-I-T-Y-Pod at gmail.com. So that's how you can get after me there. All right, it's been a nice run up to the holiday season. My dad continues to progress in his recovery from his stroke treatment. On Black Friday, I don't know if I mentioned this in the last episode. I probably didn't. He wrapped up his at-home outpatient treatments had all these doctors coming around to do speech therapy physical therapy occupational therapy this that and the other well it took some stress on nancy's part and you know god bless her she's been taking care of this person been away from her home in north Adams, massachusetts only going back there every so often you know family things one thing or another like that i mentioned the last episode thanksgiving that's one example they also went back the day of my birthday to celebrate the big day of one of her grandchildren. It was right about that time. I'll tell you how I celebrated my birthday a bit later on. But back to the lecture at hand, she was able to get in touch with this place up in Saratoga, which, by the way, I haven't told this story. I volunteered there many years ago when I was a student in high school. At Wesley Healthcare Center, shout out and happy holidays to all the folks there. I did clerical work, but there are times that I would go visit and ultimately sit in with the residents. I remember this one guy named Morley. His, his son was the, I think, had some kind of front office position at the healthcare facility where I was at. And he had quite the story. This is the father we're talking here. Uh, he was born in this place in Alberta. Actually, he was born in England. This little community called Warrington, like halfway between Cheshire and Manchester in the northwest of England. Then his family emigrated to Canada, this little town called Stetler in Alberta. And then he went to work for GE over in Schenectady, General Electric. And what a life he had. Uh, he passed away about a good year or so after I made these visits. I was just walking around there the, the following summer. I was helping out with the hair salon, getting the female residents, you know, get their hair did and all that. And there's one break there. I just happened to walk by and there he was. I didn't know that would be the last time I saw him. That was close to a quarter century ago. And that's scary as all hell. So I had some great times volunteering. It, I mean, previously it was this, this little uh, adult daycare type deal. I had some fun there. Don't really have much for memories 
on that whole part of the story. So that's where my dad, 25 plus years later, is getting his outpatient treatments. And these are going to continue well into 2024. So keep the prayers going over the holidays. That all goes well in that. As for my actual birthday, which I just teased moments ago, it was a pretty quiet affair on the day of because all the celebrating took place the night previous. Sometime after work, my, my sister, her husband, and my nephew came over the house and we decided to celebrate not only my birthday, but my dad's, which had occurred just a few days previous. So there was that. I didn't get really much anything of note. I just got a bunch of gift cards. My sister... And her husband clubbed up to get me a gift card to Target. Meanwhile, I have gift cards from a nearby convenience store, a nearby supermarket owned by the same company at the place I usually shop, and another local grocery chain, all of whom I will not mention because, well, they're not sponsors. But if you do want to do it in 24, I'm more than welcome to do it. I'm more than open to the opportunities, what I meant to say. Drink all barrels, drink... Oh, no! <laughs> Uh, hi, happy holidays, everybody. Hi, you ought to get a lump of coal in your stocking. <laughs> you almost choked yourself on the mistletoe there. I don't know what to say. Uh, the one man, Statler and Waldorf, uh, sends his holiday greetings, and let's not hear from him again in 2024. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, it's the day of, it was kind of a stay at affair pretty quiet too. I did go down to Talk House, so I'm not going to play the music for Tales of the Collar City. Uh, man, this is my first visit to Talk House since a good friend of mine, Frank Sakari, wound up getting out of running the business. It's his ex-wife Heidi who's running the joint now. That and Franklin Alley Social Club downstairs. Shout out to the crew there and happy holidays to everybody in the Collar City. And there was this vintage roundup that was taking place at Talk House on the day, so paid the 10 bucks, went in, you know, all these vintage vintage things are hit and miss. I'm going to go for, if there's anything old, it's not clothing, it's mainly books and tchotchkes and one thing or another like that. The books, well, public libraries and thrift stores, that's what they're good for. So I got a couple of pins and one button, cost me about, I think about $5 for the whole Megillah, so it did pretty good. Made out very well there. So talked to Heidi, gave her a hug, and you know, told her what was going on with my dad and everything. Not that she knew what was going on. I had to fill her in. So that was it. So busy day. Then I went home for a little bit. Went to my nephew's basketball game. Then sometime afterwards went over for supper. And that was it, really. Nice stromboli feast. Now, accountability is what this podcast has been about. Why do I mention that? Well, go ahead, tell us. I'll pay him no heed. All right, serious stuff here. Clown at a funeral. But anyway, in all seriousness, folks, there have been times when my dad was trying to talk to me. And this dates back to when he first came home from the hospital after suffering that stroke towards the end of August while he was in the hospital for heart issues. And there are times that while I was trying to you know, I thought it was a nervous tick. At least I sold it as such. But then my dad wound up, you know, perceiving it as inappropriate reaction. And then I was trying not to laugh. I was not like a full-bellied ha-ha. I was just trying to 
really suppress everything. And that came off as a very inappropriate reaction. And my dad's fiance, Nancy, as well as my sister, the day of the, my birthday, Hunter's basketball game, told me as much, and in the latter case, to no uncertain terms. So in that regard, sometime after I came home from supper, I wound up giving this um, employee assistance program a call there to set up a referral with a local um, uh, behavioral therapist. So I'll get that going in the new year. Now this Friday, sometime after this drop, sometime before rather this episode drops, I'm going to take my dad up to the aforementioned Wesley Healthcare Center up in Saratoga. I'm going to be there for a good part of the afternoon. This is the Friday before Christmas. Using my four floating holidays and three out of those four occasions, it's scheduled around me taking care of my dad, you know, driving him up there, and then we're going to drive back together. I'll tell you what, I'm as nervous as all get out. But positive vibes here from this point forward as we get ready for the Holiday Shit Fest 2023, our seventh annual tradition to mark the end of the year in the winter holidays. So with that in mind and without any further let hindrance, delay, or whatever, we'll get you out to this Holiday Shit Fest right now. We're ready. Sorry to catch you off guard, even though you guys were ready. <laughs> it's the seventh annual Keep It To Yourself podcast holiday shit fest. We're in Brothers once again in Saratoga Springs, New York. Shout out. Adam Parada to my right. How you Merry doing? Merry New Year. Merry New Year. Merry New Year indeed. Joe Bruno right across the table. He just got to talk to one of the help here at Brothers. So how you doing, Joe? And Don Benway is here. Now he'd be texting. Well, <laughs> Don Benway's here. We caught you off guard. I think we played too. I was, I was, I was I'm the last guy here. I'm the only guy ready to record. <laughs> Come on. All right, man. So we are here at Brothers. Um, this is our holiday shit fest. For those of you who don't know, and that takes a good number of you in, uh, we're just here to discuss the holidays or maybe go off topic as well. Yeah, but you sip for you. That's right. And apparently I must have caught these guys off guard. A little off uh, mic talk. We were going to be a Henry Street tap room, but boy did I get parada, I'll tell you. Abe, do you want to fill the listeners in? I was told by the host of this show, not by an intern, not by a guest coordinator, not by a producer, the host himself, to go to Henry Street tap room. Not only that, but to save a seat that was in an acoustic, a good acoustic environment. And I went there as told at the time I was told to show up. I reserved the seat. Yeah, I love it. I did the acoustic test. I was kicking people away. I was telling people to go away. We had a report. Come to find out, I got got by one of the biggest kitty podcasts 
pranks of all time. I would say probably the biggest one. And probably best of us prank too, yeah. just in time for home. Well, if we're going to do the airing grievances, I got a grievance. Yeah, we are recording this the night of Festivus, oh. December 23rd, uh, 23. So, well, Don Benway was busy texting once I rolled sound. How are you, sir? First time in a long time you've been on this uh, show. I'm, I'm doing well. Happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So, now, when's the last time Benway was here, if I may? It was October 17. I, uh, the episode was in the archives. I released it uh, about a couple of years ago. Wait, so you it's been an archival guest. Yeah, you're wow. the best So, what I want to do is, uh, Don, um, I asked these guys when I did the first holiday shit fest way back when, uh, how did you celebrate Christmas as a kid and uh, compared to how you celebrate now? Look, well, you've got kids yourself, so Christmas takes on a whole different thing. Uh, yeah, uh, we, we uh, try to make it as uh, much as we can the same. So when I was a kid, it was, you know, put out the cookies for Santa, Listen to a couple stories, go to bed, and do the same thing with my kids. I read them the same stories that my parents read to me. Uh, what stories? It was the night before Christmas, and not even the mouse. Metamorphosis by Cotton. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So and then, the hot thing, you're right to my right, ladies and gentlemen. Not even the mouse as the name of a story? Not, not even the mouse. A spinoff of Twas the Night Before Christmas. Well, if you read the story, you'd find that the Twas the Night Before Christmas is a spinoff of Not Even. Yeah. You just blew my mind out of here. Well, this is too much. All right, let's stop recording. We got to get shit with this. I was all set to hit the time, man. Well, so uh, this is about the same uh, with kids now that uh, when you were a child, I don't know if you remember anything about uh, Christmas uh, growing up. I mean, we've known each other a long time, you and me. Yeah, uh, I, don't, uh, I don't know. We try to do the same things. Get up, get up in the morning, check and see if Santa came. Yeah. Open's presence. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'll tell you, it's a little different. Now, one thing, I went, I brought... Just ask the recent father, and probably. see Santa at Wilt Mall the other day. Yeah. It cost $5,000 to go see Santa. <laughs> because they go, they have to make a certain amount of money, and there's one, you were the only person going. I was the only person there. Yeah. There's, there's a quarter yeah. for the day. Yeah. I paid his entire wage for the entire time. Any picture. Oh, ho, ho. In my memory, now, I wasn't paying for it back then, but you go, and you, you hang out, you talk, maybe there's, I don't even think we used to get a picture every year. So you, got a, you got a picture. Yeah, yeah. But there was a line of people like around the mall. And I think probably the stores around the mall would sort of pay to have Santa come. They would they would pay Santa. So now there's nowhere to go in the mall. Everybody paid. Except yeah. Aunt Annie's presents. So was there a line of people? I'm curious about that. There was two, one group in front of them. Uh, Santa was on his phone. Santa was drinking from a water bottle. <laughs> uh, was it Dan Aykroyd or something like that? He was that? better than we went like four years ago. And it was a Hell's Angel Santa. <laughs> what? I, I, I enjoyed all these guys. Uh, this guy was a little more in your, you know, your garden variety Santa. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we got the basic package, $40. Oh, wow. And then you get the thing, here's your digital download. So I said, okay, we'll get, can at least download it. you got to pay extra to download your shit. Really? They're definitely charging, like, to, to try to make up for the fact that there's nobody there. And you mentioned the metamorphism, childhood memory. Around Christmas time, actually. I remember I got the metamorphosis. And it's funny because I remember, I hadn't thought of this in a long time. But as a kid, I had the metamorphosis by a paperback from Bantam Classics. And I remember the annotations 
were significantly like longer than the actual story. And I remember as a kid being like, look at all this bullshit from all these like prof- professor types, like kind of getting in the way of the story. Like, let me enjoy it. Right. And I felt that way as a child. I was in, I don't know, fifth grade or so, sixth grade when I got, and then now I work for a college as a college Professor, professor. We'll yeah. say professor. All right. Instructor. <laughs> I don't want to get sued. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, now, and as a forty-year-old college professor, I'm like, this is a bunch of bullshit that gets in the way of the story. <laughs> yeah. Like, I now I can say yeah. professional. The exact same thing I said as a child. Yeah. All right. So that's a good Christmas memory, actually. So thank you, Brad. Well, for being that very the art child. museum and you read the little the little thing that explains yeah. the artwork. You say someday I'll understand this. The older and smarter you get, the more you realize it's just some intern has to write yeah. 500 words about this thing. Exactly. It's like when you used to have to do a book report, you didn't read yeah. the book. There you go. <laughs> or one. Christmas yeah. memory. Childhood Christmas memories. What were we saying? You're a very advanced child, that you had the same opinion as a child that you have now as a professional. Well, or a very non advanced adult. Not advanced, but credentialed adult. Could right. go either way. Well, Don, uh, moving on swiftly, uh, what was the one Covered topic? a lot of ground already. Sorry. Covered a lot of ground I like it. I like it. This is why this is the greatest podcast in the world. Right. right. That's right. <laughs> you said it. So, um, Donzi, I don't know. What was the toy that uh, you were very happy to get under the tree? You were just dying to have under the tree Christmas morning. You're gonna unra- at, uh, you unwrap. You're like, oh, boy. Well, if you can think back that far. Right. Are we any particular year or any uh, just like anyone that comes to mind? Yeah. Uh, this is at all rate, This is gonna take a while, folks. So yeah, I got. I got like a top five. I well, why, <laughs> why don't you? Why don't you guys lead the way then? You, you, you already got it ready. Oh. Cool toys as a kid. Uh, yeah. I, I, but which one was I the most excited about? I don't know. GI Joe guy. I had a couple GI okay, Joes. Christmas '89, as Bruno can tell you. Oh, it's peak of my life. It's really been all downhill. Give the mic to Parado. It's been all downhill from there. Christmas '89. I don't know what what was going on in, in the family life, or you know, particular. I, I got a lot of good presents that year. I wasn't particularly good that year either. I don't think. No, he wasn't. No, I wasn't. Was Bruno was there. Was this the year you broke some of the ornaments? Did you win? Uh, that, that was me. that was late. Can we please not discuss that? that later. On recording. That was late. Pick up the past. All you did get is dirty. Later. That was later. For whatever reason, this year I got like the three biggest GI Joe sets that were out that year. You got your mobile command center. Which was about the size of a six-year-old me. I got your yeah. Rolling Thunder. Remember Rolling Thunder? It was like a, a basically like a, a big car that happened to have like two giant rockets in it. It was freaking cool. It was very cool. Anybody out there listening, you got to Google this shit. And one other awesome. thing, I forget what it was. It was a very awesome thing, but it was overshadowed by the Rolling Thunder and the uh, uh, Mobile But I got them all for the same Christmas. My mind, I, I mean, it's really my life's been all downhill from there. <laughs> I let Bruno come over and I think watch me play with it. I was allowed to bit. stand like seven I, feet away outside. and watch you play. Yeah, yeah I think I made him stay outside and watch you play. Which was really great. That's pretty, I mean, that's, that's pretty good. Awesome that's pretty good. Yeah. What about the place, the Playmobil pirate ship? Playmobil pirate ship was sweet. An equivalent that was very sweet. That I think I was. We were probably a little younger, maybe. So the anticipation wasn't so big. It wasn't so. I, don't I was know. back when Playmobil went for a non-gay audience. Right. For a little while. Yeah. They, they, 
Yeah. It wasn't profitable. No. They, yeah, they went out of business. Well, actually, actually, the pirate ship. It's probably worth I like 10 grand. Go, right? Yeah, because actually. It's, it's worth enough where you can visit Santa one time. <laughs> if you say that. Yeah. If you, if you give it up. Uh, and when they shot cannonballs that you could actually shoot your sister's I'll tell you, out. they went back to that for Lego. So I got some, I got the, uh, they were like remaking some of the big Lego sets. I got one recently, one of the pirate sets, the cannon shoot again. And my son tried to shoot his sister's eye out immediately. Uh oh. And I warmed my heart. I was like, oh, yeah. good thing you missed. Yeah, good thing you missed. They fly. They put a little thing in the instruction book now. Like, it's a little like icon, like, don't shoot somebody's eye out. But really, you read it and you're like, oh, cool, this shoot. Yeah. Exactly. Well, Am's came to like, well, Apple didn't fall far from the tree. So I got, right. So I got that, and then I got PlayStation one year. Which was much later. Yeah. 95, I would say. Oh, wow. The first one? PlayStation 1. Uh, I don't know why I made a gay comment. I'm really embarrassed. I don't like that you we'll recorded it. We'll All right, thank you. Can you edit that out in post, Jay? Because, hey, because I'm very into Victorian literature, and I actually like the Victorian house. They'll change it to, like... And I'm not, and I'm not going to... They'll change it to, like, uh, so something to make it sound, sound good, you know? But also, pirates are very good. They are. They're, they're, Which they're, is a good thing, yeah. by the way, people. Yeah. I mean, you're out on the ship all that time. You know, not a lot of... I'm just digging myself Not in. a lot of wenches yeah. on the ship. So then, I'm 95, not, I, I get PlayStation 1. It's same dynamic. I let Bruno come over, outside the window, watch me play. <laughs> like you're you were doing when you came in here, you saw me... Exactly. So I guess I did deserve... Yeah, I guess karmically I deserved this kiss I got. But so those are mine. So Bruno, you got, you got one? Or? Well, I'm never one yet. You got one yet? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I remember. Were you talking your memory? I had some GI Joes. I had some some of the old oh, wow. Transformer combiners. Oh, they put oh, them together okay. to make the bigger yeah. robot. I was never a Transformer um, guy. I remember the. You were just playing with, with the TV and the Jets. I, I was building to that. Oh, okay, sorry. Building sorry. to that. <laughs> I was too big um, for Transformer. <laughs> <It was, laughs> I'm out of the podcast. Oh, I'm out of the podcast. I was too gay. I was trying to get the Playmobil pirates. I was too gay. Yeah, I I remember when you, you you were talking about the cannons that shoot. There was a game, like a board game, uh, Weapons and Warriors. I don't know if you remember that. I remember the name. Shoot the cannons yeah, and yeah, the catapults yeah. at each other. And, and then as... Uh, Mr. Bruno was just alluding to the Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future yeah, jets wow. that interacted with the TV. Well, we've been down this road before where you had the same reaction yeah, when I, I told I, you. I must have blacked out. We, when you told me we, <laughs> we, we Googled Wait, it. You didn't that, believe it existed. I totally it was, don't remember yeah. at all. You, you're not going to believe it again. It's I wasn't yes. good enough. Any year, I've never been good enough any year for that. Very short lived toy line by Mattel. Uh, Only interactive thing ever was Hive Imperium. No. It's more interactive. These were jets that you shot at the TV like, like the Nintendo light gun. Uh, they had a, a Saturday morning show. What a smart idea. Yeah, I, toys, two, neither is satisfying if you don't have both. Too far above their time, though, they failed miserably. This is a very Google it podcast. Yeah. Like, that's because yeah. people aren't going to believe what you're talking about. But I'm telling you, people, it's really going to have memories of it. Yeah. How did you hook it up to the TV, though? You, that you, you, have to go you don't, you yeah. don't connect it to the TV. It's, it's interactive on its own. Like 11 years old. Yeah, you get a black cable now. It's like, well, you're good to go, man. Wow. All right, so, all right, so I was going to. How about you, 
you, Jay? What was your? I say Sega Genesis when I was uh, Christmas. You got Genesis? That was good one. Sega Genesis. That was uh, summer of nine, Christmas of '93. '93. So, I mean, got like Madden NFL '94. Oh, 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 the great. I got the Sonic the Hedgehog. And the yep, that was the one I came with, right? Yep, I think it came with HL 92. Oh, yeah. Either that or my parents bought it, I don't know. But holy mackerel. Wow, that's, that's a thing. good get. Yeah, so we had to do the coaxial cable thing, and that was... Uh, it was like putting it on channel 2 or channel 3. Something like that, yeah. Wow, that's a good get, guys. How long did that? Uh, how long did you have that? I think I, I had that for I had that for a few years. So there you go. So um, all right. So, I was trying. Well, I got another. I got I got the opposite. I got the toy I was most afraid of. What was that? You know about this? I don't know if I ever told you about this. I'm gonna be too embarrassed. I got a He-Man. Remember He-Man? Yeah. Masters of the Universe. Yeah, yeah. There was a Skeletor who was like the you know the main bad guy. His fortress. You had that? Well, I had. I didn't take it out because I was too afraid to take it out of the box. I made my parents take it back to the store. I was too afraid to take it out. Oh, it, was wow. like, it was like a, a castle. Snake Mountain. Snake Mountain. And it had like slime. And I, re I remember sitting there looking at it like, I wanted this, thinking to myself, but I'm too afraid. I was mature well, enough to know I was too afraid. The Victorian pirate playbook. I was like, this is not gay enough. <laughs> <laughs> this has never seen the light of day. Oh, we've never done this. I'm like, you know, what was the present? But I was you terrified. Like, really? You tell what was the present that you guys had from the tree? Like, mom, dad, seriously, bro? Yeah. What? Oh, oh, oh. Okay. I was going to Joey. I mean, you right. picked it up, Marotta. Yeah. Good job, man. Well, I never said my favorite, but also, okay, the serious oh, no, number. Let's, let's hear like the let's least favorite. You're like, first. really? You just spent your hard to get me this? Okay. My least favorite? Um... Oh, I remember. Oh, you got good friends. No, I didn't always get good friends. In fact, that's when I learned there was no Santa Claus because I really wanted very simple two words. Two words. Go ahead. Hot licks. Hot licks. Okay. Oh, that oh, like the, uh, that I gotta go back and amend my I'm best. Forty years old, and I really fucking want it right now. It's a, it was an electric guitar, but with no actual strings, you push buttons, and it was like a synthesizer shaped like a guitar, which, by the way, has I had the drumsticks. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to hear about anybody. Yeah, everybody had it. His parents loved them. Yeah. Yeah. And that year, I got, like, some crappy, like, my first guitar. You always had, yeah, you got the off-brand. Which actually is kind of cool, because you can play, like, folk music. I mean, now that I'm older, it's like, you can put some good idea around that. That must have been a mistake, because you always got the on-brand. You never got the off-brand, but you had the skids. I think my parents had a rough year or something. They had a rough year. They were was sold out. I was, like, in her mid to late 20s or whatever. It was a tough According to my sister, my sister... I remember you getting that. My sister was very gleeful... To, promote, to present the idea that I was a mistake. Your it was when I discovered empathy. Sympathy. I, I had like, a one bad really, person. Yeah, you got I'm the, not letting Joe play with my guitar. Yeah, no. But I feel bad for him that he has a shitty guitar. Yeah. But you know, in hindsight, when you think of like, like Shel Silver scene, like cool dudes playing acoustic guitar. I want to, yeah, and it's, it's a good holiday Adirondack message that you we, know, we should have just started a little du uh, duo. Well, it's, but the hot was what I wanted. I mean, the hot was what I Again, you got to Google the hot It had a very Googleable. It had on the neck, and then it also had the ones down here. Oh, and it had a whammy bar. I try not to oh, laugh about it because it was freaking oh, cool as hell. And it had a it had the whammy bar too. It was very very sweet. Once in a blue moon, you'd let me play you. When he was watching me play PlayStation, I think I threw it outside. <laughs> 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 
So, like, but seriously, it's got to be one of the coolest toys ever invented. In fact, um, since we're since we're being recorded, I might as well give the audience yeah. some. Jack, there was um, a later toy that was very similar to the Hollywood Star called the uh, Saxon Boom. It was a toy saxophone where you pushed buttons and it made different saxophones, jazz beats, yeah. like of all different pieces. Jack Black, comedian. Yeah. Adam whispered something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, Jack Black, the comedian, made that very popular as part of the uh, the band he's in. Tenacious D. Tenacious D. When he would perform live, he'd be oh, like, everybody, like I'm going to play the sa- I'm a saxophone expert, and he would play that. I don't know the saxophone. You, you can look that up on YouTube, too, everybody. Sorry, Jay. Or Google. All right, okay. well, yeah. all right, Donzi, uh, what do you think was like uh, the present that uh, you had to give a side eye to your mom and dad when you uh, unwrapped it Christmas morning? Or don't you recall? Uh, I, I have no specific recollection of a specific toy, but I got to think that childhood me would have been disappointed with clothes, a sweater, something something along those lines. I know it's very stereotypical, but I don't... Really I gotta tell you, Don, I feel like you're gonna take Christmas as serious. Nothing is Joe. jumping out to me. <laughs> me and Joe would set, we would have very, sweet, very specific presents from, I'm talking July. We were out there every day. All the other kids would be playing, having fun, making memories. We were getting our Christmas list down to, like, to a very specific tee. So there was no room for you. It was an investment in time. Yeah, no, I, I, so I'm, I'm, I'm thinking back. I, I'm not remembering, like, oh, remember when I opened that. I, I remember having cool stuff. Right. I don't remember, like... You weren't like, this is my entire life is dependent on this. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah. What I I'm saying is we're better adjusted. The Benway family, though, I remember also having got a lot of presents. That's the other thing. They got a lot of fun. Oh, if I'm not mistaken. I'm, I'm thinking back to another highlight gift. Not the low light, but uh, I had the Ninja Turtle sewer hockey playset. Oh, oh I have one. I've played that at Benway's house. I yeah. Well, I um, right here, brother. You had it too, Jake? Me too. Uh, nice. Okay. I remember, that being a, I remember that being a big deal. I, oh, wow. Yeah. I don't remember there ever being like, I can't believe I got this. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, Turtle it was. Like, uh, oh, and right. And there was the kid, and they were trying to, you, you kind of move it as a little table hockey game, game football. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I put it over here. Okay. But you never so you had your heart yes, set did, on something yeah. enough to be like, I don't I don't know. I mean I know there were I, I can't remember ever receiving a gift and being like, wow, I wish I didn't have this. Right. But there were definitely things I wish I had that I never yeah, got. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well what do you say, Ben? Like, I well, guess like, we're coming back when you when you brought up you got your Snake Mountain that you were afraid to play with. I never had Castle Grayskull. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was He-Man. I, I always had to go somewhere else. Yeah, 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 yeah. For that. I don't think I ever got that. That was, I think, a little too expensive. Look, we would take into account budget. That's a good Christmas message, though. The, one, the gift that the one person gives away is the gift that the other you person gives away. You were going to have that. Yeah. I, I, yeah, but... I don't know, Don. It was pretty scary. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you right now. Well, this was the, this was the other side of it, though. Right. It wasn't Skeletors. This was right. He-Man's. Right, but, right. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't have that. Jay, well, was there, was there a Jay? gift that you received that you're like, I can't believe you would this? Well, I can't believe I asked for it, but uh, uh, I was 18 years old, senior in high school. Shout out Saratoga High, the Go Blue Street. Yeah. 
and it was electric football. I don't know what possessed me to ask that on my list. This was more on me than it was my parents. Electric football? Like with the, where yeah, the guy was vibrating, the guys were moving? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that's, a nice, that's a fun thing. Yeah, I, it was fun for about 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about this. Right. All right, not staying I got the gambling ring started. And then right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I lost ten thousand dollars on that. The, the mafia was coming that. after you, man. The yeah. heat was on you big time. Anyway, uh, so much so you went what to Syracuse. You lost two whole visits to Santa. Was that? You yes, lost exactly. two entire visits exactly. to Santa. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So Donzi, uh, with how you fits of the picture. All right. Well, Donnie with Donzi, with how you uh, celebrate uh, nowadays, like the. Uh, do you hang colored lights on the tree? Do you, uh, is it colored lights on the tree? Do you do white lights on the tree? We have the lights that change. So when the, when the kids are up, we set it on color, and then they go to Gepad, the wife and I sit by the white lights, and we, we do both. Well, how about outside the house? Do you decorate outside the house? Is, outside is white lights. Do you do any of these, like, uh, uh, inflatables? Uh, my dad's fiance is going all out for that, man. Oh, those are big now, yeah. Uh, we got four of those on our front lawn at Bullet House. Four, you got four? Yeah. Four of those, like, Frosty Snowman. Yeah. We got, uh, uh, Santa. We got Santa Claus, I think. We got reindeer, and I believe we have a, of all things, I think a crocodile in the Santa hat. Oh, so my God. Right all right, 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 right. Right. Anyway, uh, JR House is uh, decorated like a mullet. We got business in the front, party in the back. <laughs> a mullet. A, a holiday light mullet. Front of the house, <laughs> white lights in the back of the house on the deck just for the, just for the kids to see. We got four inflatables, uh, but no inflatables out for the public. It's, we just keep those to ourselves. Right. All we do is just yeah. Like, you got the your, your front of your house is very like a respectable citizen. Yeah. Kind of vibe. Yeah. yeah. In the back, no, it gets weird. No idea what's going on out I like back. It. I like it. I like it. Well, all we do is uh, all we do is like we uh, decorate the front of the house. We got some trees in the front yard, and um, we just do the front porch. And uh, we don't really do the house. We don't go all kitchen crazy. But it's like I was. I said to my dad's fiance, "Boy, decorate this. The inside's gonna look like Santa's workshop." I'm like, "Yeah, it's gonna look the farthest thing from Santa's workshop. Always got the tree in the corner. <laughs> so we have like an nativity scene, our coffee yeah. table. We got a couple of gnomes. All the stuff I dragged from down That's the beach. That's pretty good, though. All right. And now, what color lights do you go? Uh, go white. White on the tree, multicolored on the outside, and I'm having premonition to two years ago when I asked, and uh, you thought I made some kind of inappropriate statement. Uh, I thought you did two years ago? You thought I did. I'm like, you're making a joke, I know. Oh, <laughs> well, if it's, if it's was that long ago. Now, I know Bruno, his house is decked out for, for uh, Christmas. Very festive house. You're fucking with me. I don't have, I don't have any decorations. I'm not opposed. To I heard you had Halloween decorations. A lot of. Oh, I was the number one. According to many children, I was the best house in the neighborhood. So what do you do for Halloween? What do you, what do you put on? I had a 12 foot tall. Um, we got clown. a big skeleton or a big clown. Yeah, big clown. Uh, inflatable. Yeah, the inflatable clown from Killer Clowns from Outer Space. And um, some strobe lights. But anyway, for Christmas, I don't really decorate. But because I feel like I don't have a wife and kids. But like. 
I'm glad that other people decorate. I'm not anti-decorating. I don't try to be a black hole of decorating. Let other people decorate. Did you the podcast? No, no, we're still. Hey, we're still what do we do? We're still. The, we we're thought still, Jay just stopped the podcast. We're still going, guys. Okay. We're still going. Okay. I was just trying to move things along. I'm, I'm not rushing okay. anybody. Move things along? My friend Nicole. <laughs> I'm like a quarter big, way through it. My friend Nicole yeah, just texted me that she's really happy about the snow. She decorates crazily in her house for Christmas. And she's added to Halloween. So yeah. we kind of balance each other out. Yeah. I got shamed into decorating this year. Jay, I don't want to take over your podcast, but. Go ahead. Should, should we talk about the uh, the artificial tree versus real tree? Oh, let's get that debate going. Whoa. Whoa. I helped the I got the, I'm team artificial tree all day, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I got but, a big artificial tree, man. But, However, but my Joe, friend Nicole, yeah, she texted me on a Sunday morning, like, hey, Joe, and I was, you know, it was a Sunday morning. Right, 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 right. But you were in church. I tend to, thank you. You were in church. You were in church. Oh, that services. But um, when I was finished with service, um, Nicole texted me, and she was like, hey, my friends already went to get their trees and stuff. I need to get my tree. Or actually, she, you know what she said? She said, how, have you ever chopped down a tree? And I said, I have a chainsaw. I said, how big is the tree? Like, what's the problem? Oh, is it in the driveway? It's a tree in the yard. So she talked about, LOL, I just need to get a Christmas tree. <laughs> and I said, of course I'll go help you get a Christmas tree. I had never been, I don't know about you guys, I had never been to get a real Christmas tree. You never have yet. No, I don't go. I haven't been one of those in years. How you daddy do it? So you had your Victorian pirate ship. Yeah. Well, I just was playing with it. I was like, Mommy, can I find this tree? Give the tree. And I'll, yeah. Well, and I had... We're in the minority around here, for one thing. This is being recorded, of course, in upstate New York, in the Adirondack region of upstate New York. Yep. And the real tree is a thing. Anyway, I went to help Nicole find a real tree, and, you, and I like put on my like outdoor like mud boots, yeah, yeah. and uh, I had my dickies on, and my like, you get a they hand you a saw, and they're like, here you go, go find whatever you want, in a in a crappy map. So we, went, we looked for hours, and I was up to like up to our ankles in mud, and like we and eventually I chopped down a tree, and I had to carry the tree for Nicole through the. And Nicole was very into Christmas. She wanted a really good tree. No, there was no. It was a very. It was a very made-for-TV situation. I was very happy to help her with her Christmas thing. That was it. But because it's got all animals and critters in it, right? No. What they do is this is interesting. I didn't know this. They put it through it, and for apparently everybody else on this podcast is not. It doesn't. A lot of people out there do know. Anybody from us in your who gets a tree, a real note. They put it through a shaker. There's a machine, a tree shaker. Tree shaker machine. Yeah, and it's and it nets and shakes your tree. Gets all the stuff. It throws it through. It's like a big ring, and you throw your tree through it. After you pick it out, shakes it down. Yeah, it shakes it around, and it puts a net on it, and you put the netted tree. So yeah, so Nicole had like a kind of a small car. I thought that was very humorous, like the big tree on the. Yeah, that's what everybody does. And then, uh, so it, they put it, it was, on your roof. It was the, you have to do it. Yes, put on your own roof. Yeah. Yeah. It's up to you. But they net, they net it for like five bucks. And it goes to charity, by the way, the Elks Lodge uh, nearby. But it's great. And so all these families have their trees. And so when I went to work, I work in like a blue collar environment. And when I went to work, I was asking the guys, like, do you guys get your own tree? Like, for real? Yeah. And uh, it turns out, uh, so the president of the company, she got a 16 foot tall tree. Like, the tree we got was like eight feet. That's huge. And I was like, well, how did you get it? She goes, I made my son Jackson. So, like, Jackson's, like, the other kid who, like, you know, his mom runs the company and whatever. He's a, he's a rugged dude, rugged yeah. young fella. What do you put it on? 
their truck. They, oh, they happen the to have like a, a big, well, a big SUV. No, not the candy truck. Oh. They have a big SUV, oh. and it's like three times it's as still long. Hanging off and, yeah, it's still hanging off the big SUV. Like a big, and they had to drag it through like a triple glass door that they have in the back of their house, all the way to the front of their house. So it, it's a big event to get this truck. You know, so their whole house is covered in pine needles and stuff. Yeah. And then they set it up a 16 foot tall tree. They have a great room, so they, it is tall enough for the tree. I think the Wobbers used to get 16 foot. Or not 16 foot, like a double height. Getting it into your home is a very... You're bringing the outside inside. Yeah. That's why you have it's, a home. It's an event. It's a very entertaining event. Yeah, yeah. It's a whole thing. And then, and so I went to my other coworker, and um, I know I've been in his house, and he doesn't have a great room in his house. And he goes, "Yeah, it's like really tough getting the tree out of the woods." And I said, "Well, I just carried our tree; it was like eight feet." And I was like, "Aren't your ceilings eight feet?" He goes, "Yeah, but my wife likes a really big tree." So he goes, "I go up to the sixteen-foot trees, and I chainsaw them down the middle." And, he, and I said, "Isn't that frowned upon? Like you're supposed to pay for the sixteen you're supposed to pay for the 16-foot tree, not for the 8 And he goes, I don't fucking know. My wife wants it, so I get it. And me and the three kids, we have to drag it out of the woods. So I'm trying to imagine what his house wants. So I said, but Bobby, like, does it fit in the room? I said, I'm trying to think what room it's in. He goes, no, it doesn't fit. Like, you can't walk around in the room. My wife likes it like that. She's like, the tree like takes she it. lives in the tree. Like, you're, like, you're, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about that, but... Was there any chance the tree would be like the the Lloyd like National Lampoon? Yeah, where it all shoots out the wind that blows out all the windows. Or maybe what my favorite I think that's what his was like. Yeah, yeah. It's like Todd and Margo. They go, oh, like, yeah. Hey, Clark, what are you going to do with a tree that big? And no more. Great movie, by the way. Well, anyway, hey. So I grew up artificial. You grew up artificial, too? No, no. I, we used to have a real one as a kid. We, I'm artificial now. But but going back to his question from before, yeah. what did you put on the tree? White lights or colored lights? Oh, Nicole did uh, white lights. Beautiful. White lights. And in fact, we had to cut some branches off to get it to fit in her house. And she made the branches into a beautiful wreath. She sent me a photo oh, of the wreath. Nice. And it's very magical. Hopefully the tree didn't topple over like the way I caught your one. The was growing up. They were big tinsel. Tinsel was big in your house. Oh, yeah, we were a big tinsel family. Yeah, and my dad hated it, but it was a tradition. Uh, you had the fake tree with the tinsel. Real yeah, tinsel. Yeah. Fake right. tree, real tinsel. That's right. It's a good way to go. What about you? What color lights? We've got the real ones. Uh, multicolor lights. My mom has a whole, she could do a whole TED talk on this. <laughs> she has the big bulb multicolor. Yeah, now, the apparently, you can only get small bulb LED multicolor. How does she feel about that? I, you got a spot? You got a tourist? I don't. She's very. She's been upset about it for like the best ten years. I'll tell you, when it comes to Christmas, I vote. I vote Jan Parada she's, on she's Christmas got two trees. She's got excellent Victorian village for taste. Square footage of our house. She's got like five uh, different villages. As a fan of Victorian literature, I give your mom full credit for her Victorian village taste for the Christmas season and uh, her Christmas decorating. And uh, Jay mentioned one of the, my worst Christmas memories was. Yeah. Um, it was mostly my fault, I think, because I was. We were running around. I don't know why she had all the decorations down on the ground. I don't know about Blaine, but all I know is my body was on top of your mom's favorite <laughs> Christmas <laughs> ornament. At one point. And I think it was a box labeled Jam's favorite ornament. No, your mom was very clear what her favorite ornament was. And it was beautiful, and it was traditional. But you know, it worked out was... great for me, because the next Christmas, I just got a like, replacement. And I was like, aren't I a good son? And not like that bad Joe Bruno who broke all this. 
<laughs> but I think I was chasing, I forget what was happening. I think I chased I've you. always respected your mom's Christmas traditions, and I was really sad that I broke her. One year, the Christmas tree fell over, actually. Well, they got a Christmas tree, and for whatever reason, in the middle of the night, it fell over. And so for the next, like, three or four years, she tied it to the wall with fishing line. Like fishing wire. Yeah, like, like yeah, fish wire. No, like little fishing line. Like oh, wow. So That's you couldn't see it. But she, so then she, still, she like stopped doing it a few years ago, but oh, wow. that was under, Bruno was not responsible for that. Yeah. I don't know what happened with that. Hang on. <laughs> oh, no, wait. That's when I got her the new one. It's Tessa. Okay. Because some of her, I'll say, there's a weird... Right, we, gotta, uh, we, gotta, we, gotta, we gotta bring this back up, Jay. I'm like right, sad now. Well, listen. Jay, what kind of lights on your tree? Uh, white lights on the tree. We got color lights outside. You know what I like is a blue light. You ever see a blue light? Well, Jay already busted your balls about the, the your enjoyment of the blue and silver lights on your... Swiftly moving on now. Christmas time is the president of an Ivy League university with that kind of positive vibes only. Anyway. Now, listen, Christmas time, you know, it's a jolly time of yeah. year. Well, Tom, unfortunately, never takes a day off, so I'm going to share some stories about crimes that took place uh, involving old St. Nick. This is like Santa Claus goes wrong. I'm just going to break it down. So, here we go. This is from the Seattle Times. This took place in 2010. Is prison? Prison, not North Pole, for Santa Claus. All right. Burglar. You look at it. All right. This is from the Seattle Times. This was 2010. So All right. The jury didn't buy it, and on Thursday, even the judge found the story spun by the so-called Santa Claus burglar that he had become stuck in a chimney while trying to retrieve his backpack, and I quote, unbelievable. But Sean Chanel, who was 23 at the time, didn't help his cause when he cursed at King County Superior Court Judge Helen Halpert as she prepared him to sentence him for residential burglary. So he was like, found in the chimney. He was stuck in the chimney. He, he was saying he was sorry, he was Sam. Or so he thought, yeah. I mean, that's a novel defense. Your Honor, I'm saying. Then for reason. Yeah, defense attorney Suzanne Pickering sought a sentence of 15 months behind bars. She later said she believes her client misspoke when he asked for a longer term. I'm like, don't you, <laughs> what, don't you want a short term in the joint or something like that? And a partridge in a pear tree. Maybe he was like, yeah. Yes. I gotta think about stuff for a while. <clears throat> Helper ultimately opted for a sentence between the two. 17 months, the same term recommended by Deputy Prosecutor Maurice Classen. Put it down the middle. Yes. Halbert also criticized Chanel for explanation of how he wound up stuck in the chimney of a Seward Park home for six hours, February 19th. So this wasn't Christmas related, but you know. Post, yeah, right. He was like up 10 months early for that. Yeah, throw it there. I, I didn't actually know you could go down the chimney. Apparently, you can't. Like, give a chimney out of here. Not, not one anyone can say that. And there's a, you know, sometimes a blazing fire at the bottom of it. Like yes. The worst of all ways to get a go out. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's always unlocked. Yeah. Yeah. It's just true. So this guy was, he, then he said, I'm Santa. Basically. Or so he thought. I get a glass of water for you there, Bruno, when you get a chance. Wow. Now, was he dressed as Santa? Well, I don't think he was, but I'm getting to it. All right. 
Seattle firefighters pulled a naked Chanel from the rough edge of chimney after a neighbor reported hearing someone yelling for help. It's unclear why Chanel was naked, but it took 45 minutes to chisel away brick from the chimney to free him. They had to, they had to get masons out to do it? They had to get, they had to get somebody oh, out to work up that chimney and uh, oh, smoke him out of there. Or get him out of there, really. His chimney predicament earned him the nickname Santa Claus Burglar. You know, I think I do remember that. Well, how about this? It says, Chanel's criminal history includes convictions for possession of a stolen vehicle and drug violations. Was it a sled? Maybe. Sled? Well, it reindeer, says... Uh, unless it's reindeer. <laughs> Sorry, folks. The documents say he'd been released from jail on an unrelated possession of a stolen vehicle charge December 25th, oh, Christmas man. Day. Oh, wow. Wow. That was crazy. Well, so uh, that was a, that was insane start, man. It was a Santa Claus burglar, even though it wasn't really, uh, you know, Santa. See, I feel like if that happened in, like, mid-December, you could get away with it. But it's in February... Nobody's coming down your chimney in February. Nobody's coming down your chimney. I don't know for what reason we don't know. All right, well, I went to New Hampshire for the first time ever in uh, 2020. So I went to Hampton Beach. Okay. I don't know if you heard, but... Uh, I've never really been to New Hampshire. Well, you haven't been to the seacoast, man. It, yeah. was, it was good for what it was. That's okay. where our next story comes from. and uh, I think we'll tackle this the three of us in real and come back. Nothing against him. All right. All right. Bad Christmas fisticuff lands couple in court, headline says. All right, what did they do? Well, we take it to Portsmouth, New Hampshire. A South Street couple was arraigned Monday on his and hers assault charges, alleging counter-assaults during a Christmas Day fight over an unwanted gift. Unwanted gift. It was like when you got... Uh, Let's say this, yeah. is, this is what we started with. Bruno got the off-brand Hot guitar. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, Randy Young of 1247 South Street told Randy this Young sounds like a guy who'd get arrested. No, there's nothing going well for that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Randy Young, arrested again. Well, Randy Young, who lived at uh, South Street at the time, yeah. said, We just had a bad Christmas. That's what he told District Court Judge Sawako Gardner, that's his name, don't worry out, while asking the judge to lift a no contact order and post the time for arrest. Young is charged with a Class A misdemeanor count of simple assault, alleging she hit her boyfriend Heath Blom. What's his name? Heath Blom. Heath Blom. These are white Sounds people. Sounds like guy who would get attacked. Yeah. Well, here the uh, here's the couple. For those watching this, oh yeah, that's Heath Blom. That's a Heath Blom. If I have to. How about you, Donzi? Look, hey, guys, guess that guy's look at this name. Guess yeah. Blom. There's no other yeah. name for him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So, as I was saying, as Bruno's coming back. Um, thank you. Thank you. So Bruno. is it New Hampshire? Yeah. So, yeah. Are we still have recording. Or what? We're still recording, man. Oh yeah, yeah. we're still recording, though. I look terrible with that. Right. Young is charged with a class. I actually, that was the one you All right. Well, back to this now that Bruno's here. Young is charged with a class A misdemeanor count of simple assault, alleging she hit her boyfriend, Heath Blom, 26, who lived in the same house. Police allege the Christmas fisticuffs began after Blom complained about getting a Nintendo Wii from Young for Christmas instead of the remote control airplane he asked for. What is he, five years old? Yeah, I was he thinking the same a, thing. He wanted a remote control airplane instead of a Nintendo Wii? Yeah, well, who would do that? Come on, Blom. Come, Come on, man. Come on, man. What are we doing Classic out Classic And now, a word from our sponsor. Not really, but you know. 
Christmas means glittering lights, gaily wrapped gifts. That's right. Sounds of laughter and good cheer. To the folks at Preparation H, <laughs> it means a time to pause for a few moments. To... <laughs> and season's greetings from Morgul the Friendly Drilb. And now, back to the show. I do remember being very supportive for not having it. Uh, more so than Adam, who was taking great entertainment in the distress of Mr. Bruno. Surreal scenario if it was that guy. Justina B would have driven that guy crazy before he could kill her. Justina B drove the drive him crazy. She, she well, drove him crazy, and that is what... You're saying he was not a serial killer until he met Justina B? This is a whole All right, new topic. Edit, edit. This is going to be like a 30-minute episode. Oh, beyond that. I'm glad you didn't implicate yourselves in that one. Anyway, let's move on with the... The pot for here. the Patreon subscribers. That's for the Patreon. Yeah, I'm gonna show that thing right for that. Anyway, all right. Anyway, yeah. all right. <clears throat> we're we're uh, gonna back to Christmas. Back to Christmas crime. But no, here. so we do the. Oh wait, what was your question? Christmas Sorry, Eve. I That's how I spent Christmas Eve was monitoring my sister's approach. Right. In a parking lot. Was that with Eve though? That was a Christmas Eve. That was Christmas Eve. No. What if you saw Santa? How many years ago was that? <laughs> What if that's how you would turn that Santa? That was only two years ago. It felt like you were like watching to make sure a serial killer over there just Santa. Justina, bad news. Santa's real. I'm doing sorry. You you got me this. I'm sorry. It was very Christmas. That's Christmas, dude. Santa is real. The serial killer has not been here, but Santa is real. Uh, police, there's a bunch of freeloaders in my house. Getting back to the podcast. Sylvester's playing, they're putting the cools out of my floor. Right. So here's the fun thing about that, that movie I was just talking about today. So Donnie B, you're a, you're a Trading Places guy. Absolutely. Joe B, you're a Trading Places guy. I'm human, yes. And the music from that movie, Do You Want to Funk by Sylvester? But, but there's no other music in that movie other than the orchestral soundtrack. It's the only song... In that movie. Because it's a great movie. It's, it's a great song. They were just and it's like. Quite, and it's quite possibly the greatest party scene of any movie ever made. So they were just like. And, we and don't in, in a else. decade of great party scenes, True. including Back to School, uh, starring Rodney Ninjafield, with Oingo Boingo as, as the crap band yeah. playing yeah. in the play. I would like still say ten, maybe about yeah, yeah, I would still say Trading Places gets number one. Do you want to funk Sylvester? But I was trying to think because I was thinking like, what would be the soundtrack? And it's just all orchestral it. stuff from yep. Winthorpe. And then Do You Want to Funk is like track seven, which makes and it great. All- That's a good point. <laughs> Add it to the list. No Add other page seven of right? all the great things about that movie. There's no other diagenic music in the movie. Good point. I never thought that. Even when he goes in the bar, because I was thinking maybe when he goes in the bar, it's how I got you loud no good. There's no music. I went back. Uh, even with Bo Diddley in the movie. Even, but literally, Bo Diddley's in the movie. He probably would have done something for free. And Landis and Murphy and Ackerman were like, no, we don't need it. We don't need it. And as funny and iconic and as well-liked as 
Very few people realize how funny the scene is where he goes to the police station and Frank Oz. He does. That's he, funny, too. He yeah. says, PCP, Angel Dust. He's the corrupt cop. Frank Oz, a.k.a. Fozzie Bear, of course. And then did, like, the Muppet movie the next year. Like, not like he was retired or anything. Frank Oz was a funny dude. It's an opera. What a connection the guy had with uh, Jim Henson and George Lucas. All right, back to uh, the like, lecture. There's no, yeah, there's no other song in that movie. I, I just realized that about that movie. Only if it's available on stream on like Apple Music, Spotify, yeah. etc. All right. Yeah. Well, back to uh, Christmas crimes here. Woman arrested for stabbing husband with ceramic squirrel. Ceramic squirrel? Yeah, it's well. upstate New York crime. Yeah. Uh, well, this happened in South Carolina. Oh, it's the most upstate New York crime happened in South Carolina. A South Carolina woman was arrested Wednesday for stabbing her husband with a ceramic squirrel after he came home without beer on Christmas Eve. <laughs> well, I gotta say, Go without ahead. without victim shaming, that's all his fault. Yeah, I mean, you're bringing it on yourself. <laughs> Why would you go out on Christmas Eve and come home without beer? That's what part of that was deserved. That's smashed it with a jagged. Maybe we'll find out. That's not a crime. Right, that well, is just discipline. Yeah. All right. That's communication in yeah. our relationship. Well, that's how you uh, want to have it. That is well, this just is, discipline. Uh, well, I'm going to show you a picture here. This is still shot of 44 year old at the time. This took place 10 years ago. You did a picture of this? Yeah, 44 year old oh, Ellen and Williams. I'm going to show all three of you if I can. I can pull this up correctly. You're, you're going to show us, you're going to show the listeners. I'll show those Patreon. Patreon. This is somebody who gets confused. Uh, Bruno's notes getting, on the uh, metamorphosis. <laughs> <laughs> Especially after my recent sojourn to the men's room. I look terrible. Oh. You don't know how people are going to look at yourself in a men's room life. I know. And I look terrible. I know. Well, <laughs> this might be people. This might be people I know way back when. That's when they get to be that age. But anyway, that looks like a woman who would be accused of getting stabbed in the way with a Wait a minute. So she killed him or just stabbed him? She stabbed him. I wouldn't do stories if anybody was. Born. They're hardy. Those southern guys are hardy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He probably was a second or third. It was a random thing. It was just a squirrel. She's the current mother. It wasn't a ceramic deer. It wasn't a narwhal. Yeah. All right. Well, he said he hit her husband over the head with a ceramic squirrel and then stabbed him in the chest. Oh, with the shards. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. The man is now in good condition, though he did suffer injury from the attack. According to police, Williams' 41-year-old common-law husband went out to buy some beer Tuesday night, Christmas Eve 2013, but as the stores were closed, he came home empty-handed by a WCPD. Uh, no, you're and well, look at his get the, she probably made him get the squirrel down from the mantle. Right, go get the squirrel. Get the squirrel. You yeah. Get it yourself over the head with the squirrel. Yeah. And I'm gonna it's touch you with it. I will say though, stores are open Christmas Eve unless it was like two in the morning. I, I would think so because that's Christmas morning. You don't really transact. Because normally Amy's like, I'm gonna stab you with something if you don't give me some beer. Right I go get it, even at two in the morning. According to NBC News, the man then ran to a neighbor's house to call for help. What, they didn't have a phone or something? And when officers arrived on the scene, they found him covered in blood with a big gash on his chest. 
Went off the stage. Went off the stage. When officers question what we've recorded is getting this, no, this, is never right. this, this will never get out. Dave's gonna be like, I uh, talked to uh, you know a local <laughs> teen this, for my shit fest this year. Oi. When the officers question <laughs> Williams about our AI, yeah. 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 Chat, chat, blame it on AI. Blame Hi, it's me, Don Bedway. <laughs> Mary. When officers questioned Williams about her husband's wounds, she reportedly told them he had fallen. But her story seemed a little squirrely. <laughs> oh, come on. Half crushed. Come on. 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 Come William's husband was immediately taken to the hospital where he was treated for non-life-threatening injuries and released, but his wife, on the other hand, didn't get off so easily. Williams was arrested, charged with criminal domestic violence and a high, of a high and aggravated nature, and given a $10,000 bond. He loves acorns ever since. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. Well, well, there you go. Well... I'm going to end here with, uh, you know, marijuana became legal in New York State, uh -oh. I think, about a year uh -oh. or two ago. So I figured, well, I'm going to, um, do, I'm, well, about time I ended with some drugs. How's that? All right. So we're going to start, we're going to, this was just recent. This was actually printed today. All right. Peru Santa cops nabbed Grinch, drug dealer, in pre-Christmas op. This Peru? Is, this is from, uh. Peru, New York. Well, the country of Peru. Oh, oh, oh. A Peru, a Peru, New York. <laughs> the same type of shit. Right oh, okay. All right. A Peruvian police squad used an agent. And I think they're called Peruvians, but okay. Hey, <laughs> Peruvian. Tell police. me the names, and I'll tell you. Where <laughs> give, give me a proper name. Give me a lot of coffee. Right. I apologize for that. A Peruvian police squad used an agent dressed as Father Christmas, Santa yeah, Claus, okay. to infiltrate an unsafe neighborhood outside Lima oh, okay. and no, bust a small good. drug ring. Authority said Saturday today. Okay. The Ooh. undercover op. Go ahead. No, he's was the undercover agent was dressed as Santa. Yeah, all right, all right. the undercover he's doing good here. Yeah. The undercover operation led to the arrest of two men selling forms of cocaine and marijuana in a house in Huaral, some 70 kilometers or 43 miles north of the Peruvian capital. Agents disguised themselves as Santa Claus to go unnoticed in this dangerous neighborhood. What neighborhood? They dress as Santa Claus to go unnoticed. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. This was a colonel, according to Colonel Walter Palomino, head of the National Police Green Squadron. He said, the strategy was successful. Christmas came to the evil reindeer, using a seasonal nickname for the illicit gang. Very appropriate, too. Wow. That's funny. An officer disguised as a white-bearded figure from the North Pole broke down a house door with a large sledgehammer and arrested one of the suspects. Imagine you're like... You're like work for like a drug like a drug cartel. You're sitting in the safe house and the door fucking like the wall breaks out and a guy dressed as Santa Claus. <laughs> you must have thought you were like like sampling your own supply or something. <laughs> but imagine making the call. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, we need help down here. What's Santa's the problem? Santa's come coming to town. Santa's like shit. Wait a minute. Instead of offering jolly cheer, Santa and his helpers arrested two men and seized hundreds of packets of cocaine paste and marijuana, according to police, who have yet to announce the specific amount or value of the drugs. 
Wow. One of those captured was presented to the press under an alias, The Grinch. <laughs> For years, I knew I hate Christmas. For years, police in the summer, and I heard it, they said, uh, they said that day, they, they said Google that day, the Grinch heart grew three, si three sizes that day, nearly because all the cocaine was doing. <laughs> and it exploded. Yes, for years, police in the South American nation, one of the world's biggest cocaine producers, so tracks, right. have been using disguises during anti-drug operations launched on special dates. On October 31st, police used the occasion of Halloween to dress up as horror characters and arrested two alleged members of the Balboa clan, a drug gang. Rocky and Rocky Balboa? <laughs> no, far from it. They had busted Paulie. Frank Stallone? They had busted Paulie. I mean, he would have been not. <laughs> Rest in peace, Burt Young, by the way. Oh, Last yeah, year before nice. Christmas, police in Lima, or Lima, arrested Santa and his elf conducted a similar operation, arresting four suspects and seizing 6,000 packets of cocaine paste. So that's Santa doing some good right there. Wow. All right, Santa. Santa, doing well. Clean yeah. it up. Clean up crew, that's for sure. That's it. Well, do the best you can. Oh, that's right. <laughs> it's, per, it's, it's only now, crew. Has anybody been arrested as Santa for sneaking a whole side of smoked salmon out of a, <laughs> out of a holiday party for a white collar? That's classic. Law firm or uh, burgers firm? Because <laughs> he, he's got the beard all in it. Yeah. Uh, the salmon and the beard is the funniest thing. Yeah. No, that was the most disturbing <laughs> part of the whole movie. He goes to take the bite, the, the beard is in his mouth. Oh, I couldn't. Worst part of the whole movie. I haven't seen that all year, I would say. All, all season. It's always tomorrow. I don't know if it, because he used to do TNT. 3.30 tomorrow, we'll put it on. We'll come over for the fishers. You come over while watching the movie. I'm going to be uh, busy at this. Yeah, what are you doing, Jack? Well, Christmas Eve, not going to do much. We're going to have spaghetti for dinner. But then Monday, oh. Christmas Day, I'm going to go um, visit my um, dad's fiance's family. They moved into a new house. Oh, okay. Where do they live? Uh, they live in Adams, Massachusetts, which is yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 North Adams, a place that you and I yeah. are familiar with, more yeah. so me than you. I got my some distant relatives lived in North Adams, Mass. It was the French side. We didn't really talk to them. Too well, much. we got the um, it was the, yeah, the French side too. Oh, it must my, be a little French my, neighbor uh, right there. Yeah. By the way, this is somebody who uh, I visited uh, Mechanical High School. That's where my nephew played basketball. Oh yeah. So why did you go to Mechanical High School? You saw the banners. For... Uh, it was my well. I saw the last name Piranha. Right, right, right. Like, but why minute. were you there? Your nephew was playing my ball nephew there? Play, that's where my uh, nephew plays basketball. Does he go to Mechanica or they just uh, he play? Goes, he goes to school. Yeah, but he's uh, kids in Stillwater. JB sent me a... Uh, picture of the, uh, a couple weeks ago and he said it was my grandfather. He said that he was a charter member of the Mechanical uh, this is grandfather, uh, by the way. Sports Hall of Fame. 2016. Like 10 years? Yeah, 16. Uh, and he said, any relation? Yes, that's my grandma. And grandfather. I thought with your dad for one. Well, and then like two weeks later, he sent me one with Paul Parada. He said, is this your one? I said, that's my uncle. So Nicky P is the only of the three who's not in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> that's a hell of a Hall of Fame. It's a great Hall of Fame. He texted me, we got to get your dad in something. Well, the funny thing about my grandfather is uh, he played like football until like after we looked into it one year. Until it was like he graduated in like 19 whatever, 45, and he played football from 1942 to 1946. 
So, like, we think he went back after he <laughs> and, like, played football for some reason. Like, maybe to get out of the draft or something. I don't know. <laughs> but the Mechanicville Hall of Fame for, like, a small town. There's, like, Olympians in it. Dude, they healthy, got, to, healthy enough to play football, not healthy enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Fight the Hitler and Yeah. But, yeah, that's a, for a small town around here. There, there was Olympians. There's a lot of uh, There's Joe Kakuza who played yeah. in the NFL. Yeah. He's a Mechanicville guy. Um, but yeah, so it's funny. Uh, Nicky P, who probably was probably of the three of them, was probably actually the best all around athlete. He's not in it. So, well, there were no real athletes in the Bullock family except for my sister and yeah. arguably myself. Of course. Yeah, well, you were on the on the team of basketball team. Yeah. Dude, we got a nine maple. JB, you want to go nine maple? What's that? You want to go nine maple? Yeah, we'll do that. We can wrap it up there, but we got to wrap up business here at. Uh, oh yeah, wait. So you got anything else for us? Well, what do you? Uh, we're going to throw last podcast of the year. What are your hopes for uh, 2024? We got a big year coming up, guys. What are your resolutions? Right. What are you resolved to do in uh, 24? You know what I hope to happen is my TSA pre-check finally <laughs> renewed. <laughs> Here's what happened to me. I let it lapse. What? And you let it lapse, it's just you go to the bottom of the pile. If you if you renew it, you can continue to use it while it renews. If you let it lapse, you go to the end. Or you're like the last person in America. So I tried to realize this happened like six months ago, and I'm still trying to get it. So I, I got to call just the U.S. government to figure out when it's going to, you know, it's like, please hold. If you have a, this is the U.S. government, please hold. Go ahead, Joe. So that's my hope. Go ahead, Joe, if you were getting ready to talk. I don't know. What's he helps you get the hot list. What's, that? what are your resu- what's the one thing you want to resolve to do in uh, 24? New Year's coming up. Yeah, I want to get a hot list guitar if, if they're around. <laughs> Yeah, you're li- you're probably listening to a Chuck Berry here, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Anyway, while we were talking, the song I used to introduce this segment every year. Christmas and oh, Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Christmas thought- songs should be. A- we talked about Christmas songs. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did that. I think was uh, last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Here for that. Was we find a, a wife? Maybe find a wife. All right. Or a hot list guitar. Or I mean, it could be both. A wife with a sling and a hot lips guitar. <laughs> if you found a yeah. wife that played the hot lips guitar, I mean, yeah, that's right. pretty much yeah, yeah, let's not get too excited here. Let's not get too excited here. Hot lips guitar playing wife. That seems like the move right there. It's very sexy guitar. Yeah. I think it, the thing with that really broke within like six months because it was all like yours did. You played the hell out of it. Plus, I, I kept it for seat and then I smashed it. Uh, yeah, what's yours, Donnie? What's your resolution? Uh, resolution. I don't know. Uh, or you're just like, uh, yeah. do you have any hopes left? No. You're a father of two older no. kids. Yeah. No, there's there's nothing. You have just life as beer. I'd like to see 2025. That's my goal right, for no. 2024. <laughs> there you go. Don't we all? Just less yelling in my house. Yep. There you go. A day where you can silence just, once yeah, in a while. Yeah. be quiet. Like just yeah. fix something in peace. Yep. Right. You ever get to just fix something in peace? I, I break the things. Best thing. I break things just so yeah. I can fix them. Right. But, just to take me away from the. But noise. it's just, yeah. It's like this is a thing that sucks to do, but I'm doing it quiet. I like if I can wash the dishes with quiet. I'm just I'm just I'm, I'm just the, the highlight of my day. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of yelling. Yeah, Bruno's living their life now. Yeah. You can buy yourself a hot list. Well, I buy you, JB. Well, hopefully. If you heard, I don't want to bring it down at the end, but my dad continues to recover oh, from his. Oh, okay. uh, how's he doing? He's doing. He's doing good. He's getting outpatient therapy up at the Wesley. Okay, good. Now what happened? Yeah, stroke. Yeah, he had a stroke for the end of August, and he was already in the hospital yeah, for yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, heart problems. But he's doing okay. I'm he's sorry. doing good. I mean, he's, his speech is slowly improving. He's doing like outpatient physicals. Um, good. And hopefully good. he uh, gets as good as anybody. Well, big up, big up, big up to Arthur. Yeah, big Arthur up to my dad. Big up to Arthur Boy. Uh, everybody uh, uh, out there. Yeah. So. so wait, you're going on year what? Year like eight of this? This is season eight coming up in uh, the month of April, early enough. So this is this is episode two oh two. Wow, we two hundred for Thanksgiving. So, I gotta uh, say, Jay, it's a, it's. Well, you got to be in the top hundred of like podcast episodes. Like, I hope to get right. There's not a lot to have two hundred. Yeah. So on that note, we want to say uh, happy holidays to everybody. Yeah, big so, up yourself. Merry New Year. Happy Kwanzaa. Get those hot licks guitars this year. Your parents love you. If your parents love you, if they don't, then you know you gotta. Accept. You gotta accept whatever Bruno's parents got him in 1993. Well, folks, that's another holiday shit fest in the books. My thanks again to Adam Parada and Joe Bruno for joining me. As we wrap up 2023 here on the Kitty Pod. But before we wrap it up for this year, let's get some pod shout outs going. First up, GFA Live. Peter Winston and Keith Langston recently did a live watch of the episode of WWF Superstars that aired May 6th, 1989. The Lowell incident with the million dollar man Ted DiBiase and Jake the Snake Roberts. But I also want to point out, as we're in the holiday season, they went off the wrestling path, got in the spirit. And they live-watched the Rankin-Bass classic, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. So check that out if you want to get in the holiday spirit. You can follow Keith, not, well, not Keith, you can follow Pierre Winston, rather. Somebody spiked the eggnog, I swear. You can follow him on Twitter at GFAllentownPod. And he's not on Instagram so far as I know. But he does have a great YouTube channel. Check that out, man. The sportscaster, Steve Bennett. Happy holidays to everybody in western New York. How much snow you got there now? Uh, Steve talked with Kenny Albert. Yes, great sportscaster, son of the great Marv Albert. And Scott Ryan, who wrote a book about the football team at his high school in Massillon, Ohio. Great listen. You can follow Steve on Twitter at sports underscore casters and on Instagram at the sportscasters. Loyal Littles Podcast. Happy holidays, Chuck and Roxy. It was a family affair of sorts as Peter and Ben Ehrlich made their way onto the show. And by the way, uh, not to toot my own horn, when we get to the mailbag, I sent an email and that was number one in the segment. So I got in the leadoff spot there. You can follow Chuck and Roxy on Twitter at Loyal Littles Pod and on Instagram at the Loyal Littles Podcast. 
And also, happy holidays to Lawrence Ross, the Lawrence Ross Show, in the middle of their 2023 year in review. Most Fridays, he's available on all your podcatchers, and follow him on social media at Blind Lawrence. Enjoying this bit of Reindeer Games? If you did, we're available on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, some podcatchers too, not all of them. However, if the podcatcher you usually use does not care a podcast, number one, they deserve a lump of coal in their stocking. And number two, here's something to remedy the situation. You can take the, sh- the they can go in the show notes is what I'm trying to say. Sorry, folks, it's Christmas. Anyway, take the sh- RSS feed from the show notes, copy it, paste it onto your podcatcher, and away you go. Keep the support going into 2024 in the new year ahead. And one way you can do that is not only tell your friends and those in your circle during the holiday break, but also go on Apple Podcasts or your podcaster if they have rating and or review capabilities. Give yours truly a five-star ring and a great write-up. That would be a great present underneath the Christmas tree. Thanks in advance for all that. And, of course, happy holidays from all of us in Kitty Pod land. Merry Christmas! Happy Hanukkah! The Truce of Christmas by G.K. Chesterton Passionate peace is in the sky and in the snow and silver seal. The beasts are perfect in the field and men see men so suddenly. But take ten swords and ten times ten and blow the bugle in praising men. For we are for all men under the sun and they are against us every one. And misers haggle and madmen clutch, and there is peril in praising much. And we have the terrible tongues uncurled that praise the world to the sons of the world. The idle, humble hill and wood are bowed upon the sacred birth, and for one little hour the earth is lazy with the love of good. But ready are you, and ready am I, if the battle blow and the guns go by, for we are for all men under the sun, and they are against us every one. And the men that hate herd all together to pride and gold and the great white feather. And the thing is graven in star and stone that the men who love are all alone. Hunger is hard and time is tough. But bless the beggars and kiss the kings for hope has broken the heart of things. And nothing was ever praised enough. But hold the shield for a sudden swing and point the sword when you praise a thing. For we are for all men under the sun, and they are against us every one. And mime and merchant, thane and thrall, hate us because we love them all. Only till Christmas tide go by, passionate peace is in the sky. Just two more things to get to before we wrap it up for 2023. Normally in this segment, at least this time of year anyway, I make football picks, and I want you to know that I'm going into Christmas just one game under 500, four and five. I listened back to the last episode, and I said take the over in the 49ers Seahawks game. Well, that wound up not being a load of good, <laughs> so gonna take a little break there. I want to get to 500 before Christmas, but let's just give it a break. We'll. Be back at it for the playoffs. Or maybe I do an episode for the last week of the regular season. So stay tuned on that whole deal. Well, 
that leaves just one more thing to do this holiday season. And that is give you my thoughts on the year 2023. Unfortunately, I went to this app I normally use for background music. And it says I can't use Otanabon by the Vince Guaroli Trio because of copyright protection. So we're going back to our roots a little bit. I didn't use music in 2017 when I had my first holiday episode. Well, 2023, what a year, huh? I'll tell you. It was a year that I'm probably going to remember to forget, mainly because my dad had a stroke this year. He started getting a whole raft of health problems, but he's going into this holiday season still recovering. He's gotten outpatient care, as I mentioned, towards the top of the show. And that'll be continuing well into 2024. Me personally, well, I still have a job where I work from home. I'm very happy with that. I am a little nervous about the state of the world, especially as we're going into a year with a presidential election, and you know who is back at, despite the fact that the courts have indicted him. That should universally bar him from appearing on any ballot anywhere in this country. But enough politics for one segment. So again, like 2022, I quote Charles Dickens in saying, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. I forgot what the whole rest of the saying was by end, by saying, it was a time of light, it was a time of darkness. Just as last year, may there be more light than darkness in the year to come. So on that note, I end my abbreviated holiday reflections by thanking all of you for listening and for your support this past year, I truly appreciate it. I wish every one of you a Merry Christmas, a happy and safe holiday season, and all the best to you in the year to come. And as always, and above all else, wait for it. Keep smiling. See you in 2024. Happy holidays, everyone. Saratoga. Money isn't everything, Mortimer. Oh, grow up.